Welcome to the Four Fires Podcast, where we talk about winning in all four of the essential areas of life. Well, welcome to the Four Fires Podcast. This is Jeff Rice. I'm here with my good friend, Mason Womble, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Four Fires and how it, how it plays out practically in his life on a daily or a weekly basis. Um, but before we get into that, I want to uh, give a quick shout out to episode five. If you guys haven't uh, w- listened to that episode of the Four Fires podcast, it's a group discussion with uh, four really cool guys talking about uh, how the Four Fires applies to their life and why it's so important. And And so if you haven't checked that one out, uh, go give it a listen. And uh, with that being said, let's get right into it. So Mason, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and then uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, my name is Mason Womble. Um, I'm working with Savannah Logistics Group over there, trucking operations. Um, I live in Savannah, Georgia. I love motorcycles and long walks on the beach, as as people say these days. And, yeah. Cool. Um, so tell me about tell me about your four fires journey. Like when when you got introduced to it, maybe some like aha moments or like the biggest areas where you were just like, Oh my gosh. And, and, and so just give me like a, a brief overview of what that journey's looked like up until this point. Yeah. So I uh, went to point university, uh, studied accounting and met Dr. Kemper there, who uh, I believe is the, the creator of the four fires philosophy, the four right. fires framework. Yep. Um, we just uh, stayed good friends even after he decided to you know take on lead and um, take that to the next level. And so um, as I graduated, college about a year yeah almost a year ago well um about a year ago um me and him stayed in touch and he decided that he was going to come down to savannah um come work with our company some and through that i was introduced to the four fires philosophy this idea that there's there's men out there who are striving to be something more um and and that is a four-dimensional life even if they haven't quite named it and so that's a great relationship with god great relationship with family and friends um, being able to take care of your body well and um, having having a craft, something that you're proud to do, proud to make, something that God's gifted you with. Um, and so that idea, um, I, I think, really just encapsulates what, what a whole man, what someone who has purpose looks like. So right. that's where Dr. Kemper introduced me to that. And just since then, I've been I've been intrigued by the idea. Not always succeeded, not always excelled at it, but <laughs> always, uh, I like to think I've, stri- I've striven for it since then. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right, right there with you on not crushing it all the time. And I feel like nobody is nobody. It's like you don't you don't ever arrive, and then you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm you know I'm four dimensional. I'm good the rest of my life. That's not at all how it works. Which is uh, the fun part about it. It's a journey rather than a destination. So that's cool. So one of the one of the main questions uh, that I wanted to ask on this podcast was, I work at Lead Advisors. For those of you who don't know, so I work for Alan Kemper, the creator of the Four Fires philosophy. And uh, so my job, I work here at Lead, and I, my job is the Four Fires. Like I, um, I, I, I do work in the Four Fires. I'm thinking in the space like all the time. Alan and I talk almost every day about the Four Fires. So I like, I live this. So. The question that I want to ask is, uh, I, I it plays out in my life because that's my job and that's what I live. Um, but how do the four fires play out practically in your daily life? You know, at a logistics company where things are, I can't imagine how crazy and hectic 
I've, I've heard that you get phone calls at like midnight all the time. And so like, I can't imagine that, uh, that, you know, the, how crazy it is. So like, how does it play out and how is it, is it like incredibly hard to make sure you're hitting all four fires, maybe not on a daily basis, but at least a weekly basis. Um, so yeah, I mean, how does it, how does it play out in your life? Yeah. You know, and, uh, look, looking at the dispatchers now, um, those are guys who do have to take those phone calls, something I don't have to do as much anymore. Okay. Um, and I can see how it can be an overwhelming, um, you know, our professional fire can really just be our life. Our professional fire is our fire and that's, that's kind of all we know. Um, but being someone who is trying to be intentional about creating boundaries between me and work, um, having that time for family, having that time to build my relationship with God and have community, um, you know, go to the gym, work out, those kinds of things. It's just as constant juggling acts, you know, you can't predict, you, you can't predict your week. You can try to plan, but you can't, you can't necessarily plan, um, everything that's going to come up, especially, right. especially in logistics. <laughs> um, you know, uh, there's part of me that uh, craves that wonderful eight to five uh, <laughs> where you're done at five and you start at eight. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, that's, that's also just not life either to an extent mm -hmm. um, when you truly have a craft or something that you're wanting to invest in and, um, and be great in. So, yeah, I mean, what it, what it looks like is you win some days and you lose some days, I guess <laughs> that's the best way to put it. Yeah. You, um, over here, you, you're working out and you're going to the gym to look good for, your girlfriend and you uh you, you work your hours like you're supposed to but uh but then you know you've, you've worked out and you're looking good and uh you're taking care of your job but uh you forgot to spend time with her so um <laughs> things like that where it's uh you're having to balance your time you're having to figure out um what is the most important today because what was important yesterday might not be as important today what was right. important last week might not be able to be as important this week and so mm -hmm. um i'd just say a, a constant juggling act and um, that's why I feel like there's always something chasing, right? So, um, work on two fires today, you got to chase the next two fires tomorrow. Yep. Um, and just so on and so on. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun, but it's quite aggravating as well when you hold yourself to that standard. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, that's what I, that's why I like to say, um, like hitting all four fires, at least on a weekly basis, because sometimes it's just like, man, you know, it might be Monday through Friday. You're just like, man, it is like 90 to a hundred percent professional fire. You're just like crushing it all week. Um, but just doing little things, um, daily, or like I said, at least weekly, uh, I think is the key to actually living into the four dimensional life because Mason, you've been through the 30 day ruck. So you know what I'm talking about, but like the 30 day ruck is super intense where you're doing all of these tasks, uh, it's on a weekly basis, but you really, there's so many tasks. You need to be hitting uh, one or two of the tasks in each of the four fires daily. Um, but like we, it's reality is that you're not going to crush all four fires every day. Like you're just, it's, you can maybe you can like, you can get in a routine where like you go work out in the morning, you know, you work all day and then you hang out with your, your family and your friends in, at night uh, and then have a quiet time either in the morning or at night. So like, you're kind of hitting all four, but uh, to, at least for me personally, the reality is that like, I'm not going to crush all four of them every single day. But yeah, just the idea of like you said, picking a certain fire sometimes, and then the next day picking another fire or two. Uh, it's just like a, I think it's a cool and realistic um, way to look at it because 
at least for me, I, I kind of hold myself to a high standard with a lot of things in life. And so I can feel, I can get down on myself when I'm like, oh my gosh, like I hadn't, you know, I'm not crushing all four. So I can get really down on myself, but just the reality of you're not going to crush them all, you know, all at the same time daily. So um, that's just a cool thing to realize and kind of give yourself some grace um, because the, the the main goal is longevity, right? Like, we, we, you and I have done the 30 day ruck together and it's just like super intense for 30 days. Um, but I, I would say that anybody can do something for 30 days, but can you do it for 30 years? So looking at the four fires, when, so when you were first introduced to the four fires, uh, you said that was about a year ago. Yeah. Pretty close to that. Okay. So you and I were about the same. What, what was the fire or fires that when you first heard about the four fires philosophy that you were just like oh my gosh i definitely have to work on that one and honestly you know the, the physical fires when i've always struggled with um you know i played baseball in high school so it kind of came natural then um but since then um just just having good habits of eating um and working out and those kinds of things have never just um, those have never been a part of my life ever and so that's one I've always wanted to conquer. Kind of one of those things, you know, that, that one thing you really can't ever get a grasp of. Um, and I feel like it's kind of almost like the rock, right? Like I have these really intense two weeks and I'm like, man, I feel good. I feel like I'm looking good. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I eat one Twinkie and it's, it's over with. Man. It's uh, <laughs> the next three, four, five weeks until I look in the mirror and I'm like, holy cow, you, uh, your neck is disappearing. Um, you know, it's, it's, trying to figure out what does it look like to, um, I guess, looking back, that was the fire that initially hit me. Um, and so even just now, still figuring that out, what it looks like to do that long-term, consistently, healthily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and even and, and with my spiritual fire, it's been cool too, because my spiritual fire back then was, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was necessarily in a bad spot, just uh not a lot of foundation, I guess you could say. A lot of a lot more questions than answers, and you know, I think that's how it is a lot of times, anyways. But um, just uh, just feeling a, a good with intentionality of even if it's uh, you know a devotional every day, and that's it. You know, we talked about how we you know have this really high standard for ourselves. So it's like if I mm-hmm. read three verses of devotional today, I'm still. I was gonna say I'm still going to hell. I didn't know you feel about me saying that over the podcast, but no. jokingly, jokingly, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if yeah, you, if so, you only read three verses? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. only. And the reason right. being, you know, just because I mean, going to a Bible college and stuff like that, you know, you, you learn how to interpret Scripture in this certain context and right. all these different things are important, but also can suck the the life, can suck the living God out of you. You know what I mean? Because you're not allowing. Um, you know, I want you, you feel like you have to do these certain things for God to show up. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that, at least from my experience, uh, I just have to be careful that the things that I do, like like you said, reading my Bible or or praying or, you know, giving to the church or like the things that I do, I have to be careful that, that they don't become a religious thing, that I'm only doing it because I know that I'm just supposed to do that as a, as a believer. Um, but make sure that I'm focusing on it's supposed to be an intimate personal relationship with Jesus. Like reading your Bible doesn't is not going to make you go to heaven. But reading your Bible and giving your heart to God and allowing his word to speak to you and 
that it's more about the relationship than it is the religious part. So you said the the physical fire was one that you, I mean, did you say struggled with, or or it was just yeah. something that? Okay, so if when you were introduced a year ago, do you feel like the physical fire is still something that you're struggling with, or do you feel like you've kind of gotten your handle on it, gotten a handle on it? Yeah, I've I've gotten a decent handle on it. It's uh, I kind of I let my week be uh, where I'm just intentional about how what I eat, what go. I do, make sure I'm doing something, and then really just you know trying not to binge on the weekends, but eating what I want to, right. doing what I want to. Yeah. Um, that's just, I mean, that's kind of the season of life I'm in, you know, being 22 years old, it's a little bit easier to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know as, you know, as I get older and, um, you know, as metabolism slows down, of course, like it's going to take consistent habits and routines and, um, intentionality to, to look the way I want to, to feel the way I want to. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm really wanting to, um, move more in that direction and I might even take a little bit of coaching some little little bit of outside help if I've never been taught it before might be probably what that comes down to so my wife Rachel she actually is now a certified nutrition coach and so I get the benefit of hearing she doesn't she doesn't coach me because uh I don't feel like I would want to be coached by my wife but that's just my opinion (laughs) I don't know if um other people out there would agree with me, but um, I do really enjoy asking Rachel questions with stuff that I really don't know anything about. Like I, I didn't know that not drinking water wrecks your metabolism. And so I'm still not as good as I should be, but like uh, I'm trying to drink more water throughout the day. But when I'm sitting at my desk all day, I don't feel like I need to drink water because I don't feel thirsty because I'm not sweating. I'm not doing anything. Um, but in reality, I'm probably dehydrated. Um, so, uh, so just getting advice from other people, even, even if you're like pretty solid in one of the areas, one of the four fires, I think it's like, it's, you can always learn something from somebody else. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. And, and recently you you said that, that you, you've been trying to be mindful of what you're eating recently for me. Um, I've put on just a couple pounds. I can feel it. And, and it's because I, I, I don't know. In the last month, I haven't been doing super good. I've only been uh, going to the gym probably two or three times a week, which isn't isn't sufficient. And um, and eating, you know, kind of okay, but nothing great. And so I'm, I'm trying to uh, be more mindful of it because one thing for sure is you can't out exercise poor diet. So even if I was exercising seven times a week, if you're eating terribly, then you're not going to see the results that you're looking for. Um, so I feel like, I feel like getting a grip on how you eat is more important than how you exercise first. They're both, you have to have both. I, I would argue, but, uh, how you eat is, is, uh, number one. Yeah. No, I just want to go back to what you, uh, those of you out there who also think like myself that two or three times a week is still pretty solid. It's okay to think that that's pretty solid. <laughs> Sorry if I offended I'll anyone there. Well, here's the, here's the thing. So Rachel is like a six day a week girl. And so that's probably why I feel like, oh my gosh, she, my wife is kicking my butt. <laughs> so yeah, if I go four times a week, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. If I go four times a week and run a little bit, I'm, I'm feeling pretty solid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we talked about the physical fire and how it 
Uh, you'd say it. You said it was one of the most difficult ones. Are there any other of the three that you felt like were were difficult, or were they um, all yeah, about the national fire? Yeah, now I'm thinking back to it. Uh, and kind of when I was meeting for first with Kemper, my professional fire was at a pretty good spot. Um, I mean, I knew what to expect from work every day. I knew what my job was. I felt like I was really great at my job. Um, that, was, that was a really cool and fun place to be at. Uh, since then, um, I've been given a lot more responsibility. Um, and I feel like I've been taken out of my... Honestly, I feel like I've been taken out of my craft a little bit. Hmm. Now that I'm thinking back to that time. Um, originally, I was load planning, which is something I did when I was in high school. So that's, you know, you're calling brokers and um, negotiating rates. And you're kind of building these relationships with these customers that you're trying to take care of. But you're also kind of trying to hurt their feelings about how much... Uh, you know, how much money you can get out of them and those kinds of things. So, you know, a mix of relational negotiation, which is, you know, if anyone knows me, you know, that that's like, that's fun for me. Yeah. So, and that was something I, I was actually, I was really good at. Um, and now that I've kind of come into a more, uh, I've come into a managerial role, uh, something where I'm holding people accountable. I'm supposed to be holding people accountable. Um, supposed to kind of th- keep my thumbs on operations and um, just to, Things that uh, really intentional things like the, like, like those things keeping up tracking uh, you know everything from reviews to those kinds of things honestly I mean um, those are things I don't even think of with with our companies that um, my dad started the company about uh, right around six and a half years ago almost or approaching six and a half years um, so it's family run um, he's uh, he's grinded it out and, and learned everything there is to know about logistics. Um, so he's built it into something that um, is really just quite incredible. Um, and so kind of following behind him and trying to um, take in everything that he's learned over the last 25 years into um, my 22-year-old self as much as I can um, while also learning how to manage and even mentor the people who are under me um, almost seems and sounds impossible sometimes. Um, especially during that time period where, um, you know, I felt like I was just tossed in. Um, and, you know, every, everyone at the time was doing the best they could. I was doing the best I could. Uh, my dad was doing the best he could. My manager was doing the best they could. Um, you know, that's just what happens with fast growth and family businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, approaching a year from when I got here and probably approaching about nine months from when I first started managing, um, you know, I would say I am quite shocked at where I am currently. By no means am I perfect, and I can write down about 20 other things that I'd love to be good at tomorrow, but it will probably take me 20 years. Um, <laughs> is, uh, you know, it's everything from, you know, conflict and crucial conversations or something that's just not a part of my... Now, I remember just sweating thinking about calling a driver or calling a customer, and and even just just an honest conversation it's not even mean but just like accountable right yeah. so um, even now that's that's pretty uncomfortable but um i've gotten to a point where i realize you know honesty is kindness and um if it's making me uncomfortable it's sometimes that that makes it more the right thing to do because it means i've probably been putting it off longer than i should have <laughs> uh, to do to have that conversation so yeah and then just my knowledge of the operation i would say like i said early on um i was in a, a very comfortable spot and uh, just since then, I've been pushed professionally. Um, and even though I feel like I'm uh, not in an arena that necessarily is tilted towards my craft, which I believe 
um, I can't really name it, but it's, uh, you know, but it's, it's those things that have to do with just people and, mm-hmm. you know, conversation and um, relationships. And Yeah. Yeah. You said managerial. So, you know, managing, managing people, I guess, would be part of yeah. your craft. Well, and, and even that is, you know, the, what's, what's hard about me as a manager is um, that accountability piece. Um, naturally, I don't, I don't, I'm not big on the accountability piece because it's just, it's, it's against uh, my comfort zone. Hmm. And I guess I've, I've become more comfortable with it. And I'm starting to actually enjoy it more. Um, but I feel like it's because um, I've just been put in those spaces where I've had to have conversations and I've had to do it wrong. I've, I've gotten a chance to do it wrong the la- over the last year. So I'm start. I feel like I'm on the uphill on some things, learning how to do it right, mm-hmm. um, having confidence in just who I am as a person, that allows me to be myself entirely. Um, when I'm having conversations with people, whether it be about accountability or attendance or whatever it might be, just uh, just learning that where I am and who I am is enough, no matter what I'm doing, um, and that it's. Uh, that it's going to be enough for that situation and that scenario, even if it's not enough, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's going to make enough when it, when it counts. Yeah. It's, you know, kind of I look at it with, um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's been a really cool season this last year. And even just looking forward that, um, I'm, I'm becoming a person I'm really proud to have become. And there's a ton of other things I want to learn and do better at and just, you know, be better at, um, that I guess I can name you 20 to 30 to 40 things, but hmm. um, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm able to be thankful and look back at where I was then and look at where I'm at now and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Now what's the next five years look like? Yeah. And, you know, the next years I'm going to have, you know, another five years, but kind of shooting off of that too. I don't know if you ever heard the, uh, was it Matthew McConaughey the hero speech? Yeah. 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 You I actually, love, I love that one. you actually, uh, I, no, you asked me who my biggest hero was that trip. You came hunting with me. Uh, and then wow. and then uh, I didn't have a good answer, and I still don't have a good answer, and I told you I was going to get you an answer, so that's on me. Um, but but then I asked you who your biggest hero was, and then you said it was you in 10 years. So I'll let you elaborate on that. Yeah, well, um, and again, I can't take any credit for how cool that sounds, but uh, – <laughs> McConaughey, you know, if, if you guys aren't familiar, he uh, had an Oscar that uh, Oscar Grammy, Oscar's the acting one. So Oscar that he won um, a few years back, and uh, he was just telling the story about uh, you know this this guy, um, you know, he was young in his career, and this guy came up to him and he said, um, he asked him who his hero was, and he said, I don't know, you have to you have to let me think on that one for a second. So um, the guy came back the next day, asked him, you know, gave him some time. You know, what do you think? Who, who do you think your hero is? And he said, you know what? It's me in 10 years. And uh, so 10 years later, uh, same man comes back to Matthew and he asks him, uh, so have you become your hero yet? And uh, he said, you know, not, not even close. Not even close. Totally <laughs> he's very, he's very good but um, yeah, so not, not even close. You know, he said, uh, so who's your hero now? He said, you know, it's, it's still me in 10 years. And it talks about how, you know, every day we're striving, every day we're changing, every day we're chasing um, that better version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love Matthew McConaughey, so I want to say it exactly how he says it, too. But I'm trying to, to say it. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, just that idea that, um, you know, you think about who in your life is your hero. And it's kind of like trying to think of a four-dimensional man. 
and you just really can't. Mm-hmm. At least, at least I can't think of anyone who is my hero who I want to be. Um, you know, even to, even to a you know a, a, a large extent, I guess you could say. Not not because anyone hasn't done or lived a great a great life, but right. um, you know, I just want to be different. I want to be my own person. I want to be unique. I want to stand out mm-hmm. um, in my own way. Not necessarily making the most money or being the um, you know the most known person or anything like that, but um, you know, I want myself in five years and ten years from now to be unlike any other twenty-seven-year-old, unlike any thirty-two-year-old there is out there. Period. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's how, I guess that's how I would. Uh, I've gotten more comfortable and uh, felt that answer more, especially recently than even I did, you know, when we had that hunting trip a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tell me about how your purpose fire plays out for you uh, right now. Yes, my purpose fire, um, you know, I do a devotional kind of off and on. You know, sometimes I forget to do it, but um, I do. I enjoy them when I do them. Um, You know, I pray every morning, specifically, you know, when I'm in the car driving to work, it's about 30 to 45 minutes. So, you know, I think I think I have a lot to be grateful for right now. Um, So that's come with a lot of prayer and I have a lot that I'm waiting on and trying to be patient with um, especially in that arena which has caused me to have to rely on God and you know trust in his timing from you know a few different things and um, you know it's uh, I'm not I'm not very good at no or wait mm-hmm. I'm not very good at few answers and um, so this is a pretty cool season of you know it's just it's a lot it's a lot of trust and it's a lot of intentionality um and it's a lot of thankfulness kind of all in the season and so all those things have just grown me a lot closer to god um i have way more conversations than i did with him you know two or three months ago um i have way more confidence in him and because of him you know yeah in myself because i just i know that uh these other things in life that have happened or been confirmed are letting me know that I'm, I'm, I'm in the right spot. Yeah. Like it's, uh, you know, you're like in ba- bask in the blessings kind of. And so, um, what I've also been praying for is that God would help me to rem- remember these blessings and to remember them when the, when the low points come and when the heartache okay. comes and, yeah. um, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see that when we get there. But, uh, right now it's right now it's, I'm basking in blessing and giving a lot of gratitude yeah, he actually just said the word that I wrote down um, of re- gratitude. You know, remembering, remembering all the things that God has blessed you with and blessed us with, because it's easy for me, at least, to have something I'm working towards, and then whether whether it's something at work or something physically or something I want to buy, and like you get that thing, whatever it is, and then you're like, that didn't satisfy me. I need to find something else. And then you just like keep moving. You're always good. We always need to be growing and, uh, you know, striving for something. But if you don't take time, like I, I try to slow down and, uh, and just like be in my house and just like look over at Rachel and say like, I'm very happy right now. Just like sitting in, we don't, we live, we don't live in some mansion, but we're sitting in our house on the couch watching TV and I'm with my best friend. And, um, so yeah, just being in a place of gratitude, Alan oftentimes says be content, but never satisfied. So 
being content and being happy and having gratitude for where you are is super important or else you'll never be happy in life. But you should always have that, that, uh, I don't know, the little guy inside of you that's just like striving for more. Um, so I think that's a cool way to think about it. And that's a necessary way to think about the four fires because, because if you're, if you don't ever think about how far you have come in the four fires and you're just looking at it's like say you're a you know you rate yourself a five or a six on the physical fire and you're just like oh my gosh i'm not an eight or a nine or a ten so i suck but if you used to be a two and now you're a five or a six then you should be like man look at how far i've come right anything else on the purpose fire you want to add in there i'm like maybe any other routines that you might have or i've tried to um yeah work when i've had my reviews with people recently um I've tried to pray for them before we leave the room. And um, that's actually been a really cool experience. And um, I haven't I haven't introduced it into every arena. And part of that is because I don't want it to become just something we do. Yeah. But I want something that is like, uh, I kind of kind of makes you, uh, you know, pull your head back a little bit whenever, you know, hey, can I, can I pray for you before you, before you head out? Mm-hmm. Um, just being something that we do and something that's um, is meaningful and not not that you know quantity more quantity makes it less meaningful but um, you know kind of people just having that like okay like this this is something that we do yeah um, and it and it means something to us mm-hmm. and, and what we pray and when we pray so yeah um, that's awesome that's, man. Uh, that's so awesome yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not that I always remember to do that or that I do it whenever I feel as I should, that I should, but um, it's definitely been cool to see God show up even in those little moments yeah. of, of conversations and prayers like that. So what do you what do you feel like your, your biggest takeaway or learning curve has been when it comes to the whole Four Fires framework and then trying to live into that ideal life? Yeah, I think uh, I think the way I said it at our um, entrepreneur summit was, I believe it was the, it might have been a thirty day rock, but um, being a four dimensional man is not that hard. It's uh, you know being a four dimensional man means doing these little things like stopping at the store before uh, you know getting home and getting your wife flowers or uh, just going to the gym two to two to four times a week or you know six or seven if you're Jeff. And uh, make sure you're eating decent during the week and just taking care of yourself. You know, it's it's these little, you know, ten minute to hour long blocks of your life that really aren't that hard. You just got to go do them. Um, and so, you know, I said being a four dimensional man isn't that hard. It just takes intentionality. Intentionality is really really hard. <laughs> and so that would still be the case today. Um, you know, it's that you know me leaving right here from work and getting to the gym by seven ish, six thirty seven ish and working out till eight. So give me about two hours before I need to be asleep and I'd still have time for dinner and you know, fold in my clothes, ask somebody to clip fold and you know, so I mean it's not that hard. It's just man, I'd much rather go to trailer park and on Bay Street and grab the uh, Monte Monte Cristo uh Monte Carlo sandwich there. You know, that just sounds a lot better than going to the gym and folding my clothes. So um ultimately which one's gonna be better for me? Depending on the day, one might be more, you know, might be better for me. I'm not right. my purpose fire, my 
spirit, I guess you could say. But, um, you know, just deciding not to uh, stop by a trailer park uh, on Bay Street to get a Monte Carlo sandwich every afternoon, um, <laughs> knowing that it's probably not the best thing for you. Yeah. And that also, you know, going to the gym every day and consuming your life with doo-doo-doo instead of um, actually slowing down and being content and having that relationship with God and um, that purpose in Him. You know, it's, it's just a, a very delicate juggling act that uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever quite experience until we experience it. Yeah. That, that yeah. No, that's awesome. You, you when you your your quote about it's it's not that hard, but you have to be intentional and being intentional is hard. It makes me think of a I've heard this my whole life in church. I've heard pastors say it and um but it reminded me of this. They said, um, you know, Christianity and and giving your life to Christ is very simple, but it'll cost you your life. And so I feel like those those two things kinda of relate to each other and heard a uh it's actually Alan's mom one time said everything is connected to everything. And so I love, I love drawing dots between things because you made your comment about the whole four fires. And then I've heard that comment about Christianity and the purpose fire. And, and so it's kind of cool how things are always connected. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Kind of like if you're, uh, you know, if you're not healthy at work with your boundaries there, you're probably not going to be healthy at home. All right. You're probably not going to be healthy with God. You might not be healthy, you know, with, with your body, you know, and so, um, it's all connected and, you know, being on all four cylinders really, really does, uh, make you realize that it can be done. Like when you, when you hit it, cause you, you can hit it in moments, you can hit it in days or maybe weeks at times. Um, and when you do it, you know, it can happen. Yeah. Almost like God created all of the four areas and he cares about all four of them. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's where I think it's really cool, right, is, uh, you know, the four fires. It's, you know, God obviously wants to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. God obviously wants to have a relationship with others around us, with our community. Um, and he obviously wants us to um, to work, right? Like, you know, Adam and Eve even worked in the garden, right? Um, and so we all, you know, we're all gifted with things to do work. Um, I think the one that's very interesting is, you know, a lot of times in culture, I think we think of our bodies as bad. Um you know, we, we think of it as uh, sinful hmm. or might have you. But, um, I mean, Jesus, most of his healings were healing people's bodies. Yeah. You know, there was something, uh, his body broke and then rose again. You know, it's, uh, I think there's something about our bodies that even in the resurrect, like in the resurrection, there's a piece of God in, in, in our bodies in a way. And I don't, I don't really know exactly what that means or what that looks like. Yeah. But I think it's just like he cares about our relationships and he cares about our relationship with him with others and with, with what we do with our lives. Um, I think he also cares about the way that we, you know, we treat the temple that he's, that he's given us. And um, yeah, so I think, that, I think there's a lot of, a lot of cool aspects to that. Yeah. So yeah, you just said about uh, like, sometimes we think about our bodies as wrong or sinful. I would say clearly that's not true. No, I would say that if you have that thought, that's a, a thought straight from, straight from Satan himself but First um, Timothy 4.8 I actually heard this verse recently because I was listening to a podcast called the 4.8 I think it's 4.8 Man Podcast it's uh, I think his name's Christian Huff I think it's uh, Sadie Robertson or Sadie Huff's husband um, but his whole podcast is about physical fitness and um, and living a godly life 
and First uh, Timothy four eight is the verse that he based it off of, and it says, "For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come." There's a guy that I know who doesn't think that the way that we treat our bodies is important. He just um, thinks that his relationship with God is the only thing that's important in his body. He can do whatever with he can do whatever with his body that he wants to. And unfortunately, the the um, the person the part of me that doesn't like confrontation and this this person is older than me, so I felt uh, I guess unworthy to kind of call him out because. I was, I felt like, dude, man, and I was like, I feel like you're misleading people, and that's what my heart was telling me, um, but I didn't have the courage to to say anything to the guy, but um, I would definitely say, like Paul writes, um, that physical, that physical training is of some value, so if you're only focused on physical training and you don't not caring about godliness, then that's a problem. But physical training is of some value and God gave us our body and our bodies are beautiful. And uh, it's the way that we move around on earth and it's the way that we live our life and have fun with people and make memories. And so I think taking care of our bodies, uh, the body or the Bible says our body is a temple. And so I definitely think it's important. Uh, all four areas I think God like I said God created the four areas it's not like Alan says that the four fires was just him uncovering what's always been there and putting it together it's not he didn't create anything and so the four the four fires the four areas are, are something that God created and I think that they're all good and they all can be uh, achieved with intentionality but intentionality is hard so we're we're both twenty two, no. I, well, I'm twenty three. You're twenty two, right? So yeah, we're twenty three next month, maybe. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll call it, we'll we'll say we're we're both twenty three. If you were talking to another twenty three year old or somebody younger than us, how much would you stress the importance of the four fires this early in life, or do you feel like we it, like we could have waited and we would have been fine? What what would be your advice to somebody our age or younger? Yeah, I mean you yeah you can wait and and you know catch up with you know with whatever areas of your life, but um, I mean to be different you got to do different, and no one's doing this at the age that we're at except for me and you. Um, I mean at least or, or at least we're calling it what we're calling it, I guess. Right. Uh, right. There's, we know other people are striving for the same thing. Sure. Name sure. Report, but, um, you know. Me and we're we're just going to be different because we've got, uh, you know, as uh, I think Alan said one time, our greatest resource that we have that no one else does that's older than us is time. Right. It's our greatest resource. Yeah. Um, we can perfect our fires. We can uh, have a foundation in our families, you know, and in, in our jobs that in our careers that we've started to have good boundaries now, and our families to have good habits mm-hmm. with our wives and our kids. Yeah. Um, you know, have good habits in the gym while uh, we can still see the results much quicker uh and uh you know same thing in our craft you know that, that, that's i'd say professionally with our craft um you know that's going to take some more time but already striving for something um and growing in something allocating time to it once we once we figure out what that craft is or we find our sweet spot um, we've already gotten in the habit of allocating or not allocating that time to it 
So, um, yeah, I would just say, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of getting to, uh, getting to where you want to be sooner rather than figuring it out later. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. If, if I'm not, you know, in a four or five years old, uh, I'm wishing I was because I know what it feels like. I know what it looks like. Yeah. I, I mean, I know who I want to be for my, for my future spouse. I know who I want to be for uh, my kids. I know who I want to be for my, my boss. I know who I want to be for the people who work under me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know who I want to be for God and, um, I know who I want to be for me, you know, and that's, uh, that's ultimately what it comes down to is it's that four fires philosophy. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I fully agree. Well, before we go, uh, I wanted to give a little sneak peek about uh, something that the Four Fires has coming soon, and that is the Four Fires Tribe. Uh, this is going to be an online community uh, for men of all ages. It's going to be on a, a network, uh, an app called Mighty Networks. Uh, it's, there's going to be you know, discussion boards for all the Four Fires where you can hear from all different men in different stages of life and what they're going through. Uh, you'll get, you know, access to special events that the Four Fires is planning. Uh, there'll be monthly live calls um, that you can join in on. Uh, they're like a conference Zoom call. And ultimately what we're going for with this online community is to have a one-stop shop for everything Four Fires. So there'll be course materials, uh, all kinds of Four Fires resources um, for you to have access to and and the, the biggest part um, that will bring a lot of value is you will be put in a quad is what we're going to call it, which is a group of four men. So you and three other men will be put in your own private group uh, where you have the option to meet once a month over live Zoom call within the network, within the app, uh, so that you guys can have accountability and community. And so all in all, the Four Fires, uh, the Four Fires community, you've got a lot to look forward to. So that's coming soon. There'll be more information about that uh, in an upcoming podcast. And uh, if you'd like to have uh, be on the email list to get first updates of when that is going to launch and so that you can have um, first dibs on one of the spots uh, to be in the tribe, uh, send an email to me at jeff at leadadvisors.org and uh, I'll get you uh, put on the list so that you get all of the uh, first updates as they come out. Mason, I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me this afternoon. And uh, is yeah. any, any other final thoughts? I appreciate your time. Appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate you and Alan and uh, looking forward to, to the growth alongside you guys. Well, me too. Uh, With that being said, uh, stay tuned for the next episode and uh, uh, go live intentionally. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the Four Fires Podcast.